Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast featuring Dan. Hello, hello. And we are produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Don't forget to go check out all of our social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook after the show. Yes. Mm -hmm. Bye. It's our last Star Wars episode of the year. I'm sorry. All good things must come to an end. Mm -hmm. I know. It's okay. We'll be back next year. But indeed, Mm -hmm. we are ending on a very, very heavy note. A very, very good note, but a very, very heavy note. We are talking about the 12-episode-long series, Andor. Yes. Yep. Which none of us, I think, saw coming with 12 episodes, because everything else has nah. been, like, seven, seven six, mm-hmm. eight short. No. Um. So there were two summaries on IMBD. The first one is, prequel series to Star Wars Rogue One in an era filled with danger, deception, and intrigue, Cassian will embark on the path that is destined to to turn him into a rebel hero. Not bad. Not Mm -hmm. bad. If, you know, I can stop um, stumbling over my words. Second one. Uh, the series will explore a new perspective from the Star Wars galaxy, focusing on Cassian Andor's journey to discover the difference he can make. The series brings forward the tale of the burgeoning um, rebellion against the Empire and how people and planets become involved. It's an era filled with danger, deception, and intrigue where Cassian will embark on the path that is destined to turn him into a rebel hero. I think they... A little more detailed. Speed that last line from the original summary. Yes, a little bit more detailed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tony Gilroy is the creator of 
uh, Andor, and of course starts Diego Luna, who was Cassian from uh, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Soler, who plays um, Serial, the the inspector who goes chasing him and then gets fired and is like mm-hmm. kind of stalkery, honestly. Yeah, he, he's, he's a stalker. He takes a really weird turn. I didn't expect where he where he went. Yeah, yeah especially with his whole interactions with um, Deidre. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're a little. This is like weird. this is a, uh, a little, uh, a little obsessive here. Odd. Yeah. He got some, got some issues. Weird. Well, he's clear. We know he's got mommy issues, but uh, yeah, that was made very <laughs> obvious. Very. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course, uh, which I in this one I I did not see coming as an addition, and I'm glad he was there. Was Stellan Skarsgård? I think I said his name right. Skarsgård. Oh yeah, Skarsgård. Yeah. Skarsgård. Um, I will admit though, every time he spoke, all I heard was um, Jack's. Or um, Orlando's dad in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah, yeah. Every he's he in spoke, so much stuff. See, it's funny because yeah. I kept hearing the guy from Thor, um, Professor or whatever his name was. That worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was go. another thing. Like I had so many people pop in my head when he was on screen. I'm like, no focus. But he was perfect for this role. He Loved was. him. Perfect. Loved him. Uh, so some trivia. Uh, so unlike The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, and Obi-Wan, which used stagecraft to create virtual landscapes and locations, mm-hmm. that technology wasn't used in this show. Instead, real large-scale sets were built at Pinewood, and much of the filming took place on real locations in England and Scotland. That's Thank awesome. you. That's awesome. Thank I, you. I knew it felt different, it. too. Uh-huh. Like it felt so much more real. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. I love when they do real large scale sets. Like, I feel like that is, I, I know technology makes things easier, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it, you can feel the difference. Yes. As Dan just said, there's technology a is a tool, not a crutch. No. Yeah. yeah and we use sets. it as a crutch. Mm. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah, we tend to. Yeah. Uh, let's see mm-hmm. here. The cast and crew would often take lengthy walks to get to the set for location filming. According to Luna, when filming took place in Pit. Lokery, Scotland. Mm-hmm. I said that wrong. I'm sorry for any of our Scots listening. Um, they had to walk up a mountain for hours to set up for one scene. Nice. Wow. I'm surprised they didn't like helicopter them in or something. Then maybe they couldn't. Probably yeah. depends on the location. Yeah, that might be true. Most of the budget was probably spent on the location, so also true. <laughs> probably. Also true. So in in the Andor universe, um, how do you say his mom's name? Marv. Marva? Marva? Marva. Marva's home was built out of parts of an old spaceship. So Fiona Shaw, who was who played her, uh, was so amazed by the set that it was built for her character that she would often go upside just to stare at it. I would do Fiona, that. Fiona, I'm right there with you. I would do that. I would just I would be do amazed. all the sets. <laughs> and again, another one. We have Bill or Skellen, who was Bill in Pirates. As soon as I heard Fiona's voice, I'm like and Petunia? What? Wait, yeah, you what? really got to ignore that part of your brain because this character My, is oof, nope. very different. I, yeah, very different. But her voice, every time I heard a voice, I'm like, Petunia? What are you doing here? <laughs> um, but yeah, she, I loved her. I loved her character and, and what she did for Cassian and, and her speech at the end. Oh my gosh. Like, so good. I was tearing up. Oh yeah. I don't think yeah. there's a dry eye in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see here. Writer and executive producer of the show, uh, Tony Gilroy, led the rewrites and reshoots for Rogue One, so where Cassian first appeared. So he was already very, um, very well versed in Cassian and mm-hmm. the feel of Rogue One and all the things. So I think that was a really good choice to have Tony be the part, mm-hmm. Tony to be the one to do Andor mm-hmm. to kind of keep that theme going, which you mm-hmm. very much see. It felt very continuity with with uh, Rogue yes. One. Yes, yep. it was very just the well whole done. atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and his attitude and just how mm-hmm. his demeanor and all of it, it just it, it fits. Yep. Um, let's see here. One of the decisions made very early in production, I love this, was that the series would avoid fan service. Oh, and that they did. legacy That's so character. Good. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. that legacy characters and references to other Star Wars stories would only appear if it was necessary to the story. Mm-hmm. This was because producer Tony Gilroy wanted to make the series feel real, especially by focusing on the lives of civilian characters and on dramatic storytelling. I don't think we really had any fan service in this show. I Mm -hmm. did not Mm -hmm. see any references. I just, there is one that I'm about to say that I didn't realize was even a fan service unless I played the video game. Mm. So, or not even a fan service, just like a a thing. So, Mm -hmm. um, and there's some Easter eggs in apparently Lutheran, Lutheran, Luthen's gallery, but it made sense for the story. And I didn't even see them happen mm-hmm. if you were in there. So very happy that they decided to do that because let's be real. I love Mandalorian season three, but there was a lot of fan service going on, mm-hmm. especially yes. in the Jack Black Lizzo episode, mm-hmm. which we've that whole discussed. episode was fan service. And right. we didn't even touch on that when we were talking about it. Mm. Um. So one of the things that they pulled in was Cassian's blaster is a, a beret bl- pistol. I don't know how to say these words. Briar. That's what I my, sure. Briar. That's what would be my guess. It was introduced in Star Wars Dark Fo- Forces from a game. That's a game from 1995. That's now non-canon legend. Uh, but with the release of Star Wars Battlefront from 2015, this pistol was adapted into the official canon. This series marks the first live action appearance of the blaster. The prop was based on the K-16 model that appeared in the games, but after the prop designers added some extras, it was given the name MW-20. So it was just really based off of one thing and they mm-hmm. did some stuff to it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then the series is confirmed, of course, to be two 12-episode seasons. Mm-hmm. If you did not know, I did not know. I saw that. Uh, with a second season leading directly up to Cassian Endor's first appearance in Rogue One. So mm. we're only going to get two seasons, but yeah. it's, it's, I did not know if we were going to get a second season. I didn't know what was coming, you know, mm-hmm. with all the things, but they've already confirmed, like mm-hmm. when they started, it was confirmed. So that's really good to know. Um, and I'm, I'm interested to see what that next season looks like as he is doing his part in the rebellion up to dealing right. with her and hopefully we get i mean we're going to talk about it here in a minute but hopefully like in that season is when he gets k2so mm, and, yeah. and it's been confirmed he is going to be getting him in season two because alan tudyk is reprising his role nice mm, okay it has been confirmed awesome yep. uh let's see here and then there were several easter eggs appearing in luthan's um gallery including items from indiana jones franchise frozen and carbonite was in there somewhere oh, cool. various artifacts from the wider star wars universe Very cool. i did not notice any of it Mm-mm. i need to go back and look i definitely didn't so yeah um 
Which, okay, did it freak anybody else out that when he was meeting with his rebel people, he had his short, normal hair, and then he's in the shop and he has this flowy locks? And I'm like, how? Anybody else notice this? I did notice his hair was different. I did well, notice he, 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 I mean, they showed him putting on the wig, like dressing up and stuff. Oh, gosh, I didn't even notice him. No, there, I 100% there was like, was, did not pay attention yeah, to Yeah, no, it was one of the... Um, I, I forget it was one of like the first two or three episodes where they actually showed him like he was putting on the wig and like you know changing his clothes and then he did this thing where he sort of like went from that stoic sort of you know to the, the kind of like flamboyant so we saw that okay he's playing a character here mm-hmm. so like they did show that transition wig. I must sure have been wig. dealing with my dog yeah. and just listening it's real brief but mm-hmm. so you kind of had to pay attention no, I but, definitely yeah, I was, did not yeah, I was there I'll have to go back and watch that episode. I will be rewatching. I just need to rewatch this old series. I have to. It's Lord. I miss. I know there's so much I missed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's. Yeah. Gosh. It's one of those you'll watch at least two or three times and still be finding stuff. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I have no doubt. Yep. So, Dan, did you like in the notes? when you opened it up that I already put Dan's manifesto in there for you. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I actually wrote my notes separately because I, mm-hmm. I thought, I don't think you had posted the, uh, the series notes yeah. yet. Um, so I was like, well, I mean, maybe I'll just, you know, read them from what I wrote um, when we get to talking about it. And then when mm-hmm. you said manifesto, I'm like, well, might as well just copy and paste it all over and, you know, show yep. everyone that I do in fact have something of a manifesto. Yep, we knew you did because last week when you talked about it on the episode, or right. not last Mando. week, but when we were filming Mando, you talked about it. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be long. Mm-hmm. He has oh, yeah. lots of notes, which mm-hmm. is not bad. Oh, yeah. I love when you have manifestos. No, but I, I could just it. tell. I'm like, it's he has he has things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Dan, manifestos. Manifest. So manifesting looks like. Um. All right, so I was definitely, I mean, I knew it was going to be good based on all the reviews I had heard and the different mm-hmm. people who had, you know, said that it was amazing. Um, the first few episodes, I was definitely, or maybe the first episode or so, I was definitely a little unsure because it mm-hmm. was a lot slower. Um, and I really didn't know, obviously, side of Cassie and himself, like, I really didn't know who I was supposed to like or dislike. Right. Um, you know, and I, there were certain characters where I liked in the beginning that I did not like later on mm-hmm. so it's it, those shows are like those are not lean back shows those are lean forward shows and this is a lean forward show mandalorian is a lean back show mm-hmm. Andor is very much a lean forward and pay attention show mm-hmm. um so i was kind of like it forced me to really engage and uh i mean holy moly did it pick up like i honestly didn't expect it to be this dark i knew it was going to be more serious but this is probably the most, like, probably the darkest, most serious anything Star Wars content related ever. And, like, I include Revenge of the Sith in that. Um, I agree. Like, the closest thing that I can compare it to is not even in Star Wars. Like, there's a deleted scene from The Empire Strikes Back, apparently, where they actually show Han Solo, like, getting tortured by the Empire. Look it up. That's like, I mean, they, they, they don't have the scene out anywhere, but apparently it was too graphic to oh, include man. in the uh, in the movie. So they ended up cutting it. That's the only thing I can really compare this to. Wow. Yeah. Like Star Wars typically doesn't get dark, but when it does, oh, it really gets dark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, but in general, like it was just it was amazing with, uh, you know, what they did. Um, 
at first I found myself kind of getting annoyed with all the characters when I realized that, like, like when I said I really didn't know who to root for. And this is really just a testament to the Empire's misery because it's like any character that was a complete jerk, you realize they have some other complete jerk that's like coming down on them. And then somebody about them has some other complete jerk that's coming down on them. And it just like climbs the ladder of just mm-hmm. the corporate misery that is the Empire. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh man, so outside of the military and all the cool like Darth Vader stuff, it's really just a miserable corporate office job where everybody hates everybody and everyone's like competing with everybody. And, you know, like one jerk's got a bigger jerk bringing bring down the neck. Like even like all the way up the higher up, the old guy, what was his name? I wrote his down his name, Major Partagas. Partagas. Yeah, like, like the main guy who was in charge of the yeah, ISD Scoria people. Scrooge looking yeah. dude. Scrooge like, looking dude. Yes, uh-huh. that's a good. That's a good uh, description. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like I, I was like, I was like, okay, this is the co- this is the head honcho. This is the guy I'm supposed to hate. And then halfway through, I was like, no, no there's somebody right even above him who's giving him a hard time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it literally goes right out to Palpatine himself. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's yep. you know that sort of trickle down misery. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Sure well, was. and honestly, like you said, that we don't know who to like. Mm-hmm. I still don't know who to like, other than Cassian, because right. I have we have history with Cassian. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I still don't know if I like any of you. Oh, and Mon. Like, we know we have to like oh, yeah. Mon. Well, obviously, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair. Gonna, yeah. We know Mon. Right. And who she is in the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. But other than those two, I'm like... I don't know. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I just, even her cousin. I'm like, I, I don't care that you're related to Mon. I don't know if I trust yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about it. I mean, she's probably good, but I think she's kind of got, I don't know. She's got some. She annoys secrets. Kinda, me, but really. that's. I don't know. I feel like, for me, I just feel like she's just, I feel like she's just kind of there. Like, I don't love or hate her. She's just kind of like. That's how I felt indifferent about her. Yeah. I was pretty indifferent. I never really in opinion. I was annoyed. Yeah. Okay. I was more indifferent to like the rest of her team, but she annoyed me. Fair enough. Okay. I actually liked her. T- I liked the rest of her team. Um, especially that one guy who was, uh, I forget his name, but the one guy who was originally a stormtrooper when they said like he, he was like the leader who was kind of coming down hard on every, everybody who mm-hmm. was like uh, butting heads with Cassian a lot more about like when he was leading the team. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember his name, but I know what you're talking no about. Idea. Yeah. I mean, There's yeah, so many he people. Was, he was fine. They were all fine. Like, yeah. I was just kind of like, eh, you're cool. And I doubt you're going to survive, but you're here. <laughs> also right. how I felt. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. I see. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought about it now. Like, I thought it was cool, like, to actually see. It's kind of like what they tried to do with Finn, only they made him a janitor with a stormtrooper. But, like, the idea that a stormtrooper can switch sides, what would that look like in Rebellion? Mm-hmm. So, you know, seeing, like, okay, he's actually, like, on the front lines. He's a soldier, like, how is he going to transfer what he knows as a stormtrooper to a rebellion? And a lot of times people like that are difficult to work with. Uh, so, yeah. you know, so it's, again, it's just the more of that just complexity of each, of each character. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, really just the fact that that's kind of how rebellions are. I mean, anytime there's a revolution, you know, we, we tend to like romanticize uh, rebellions and revolutions and things like that. And you're really, you know, it's like these, hey, come on, team, we're all going to get together and we're all going to come together and blah. It's like half the time these people just can't stand each other. Mm-mm. You know, it's like they don't even want to be on the same planet, let alone in the same movement. Mm-hmm. So, you know, rebellions are started by flawed and imperfect people. We should never romanticize war. Really? No, we really pretty. shouldn't. No, because really it's, no. it's not. That's a, it's not. That's a fatal flaw in American culture. We tend to romanticize that. We need to stop that. Well, I think it's because we've always won, mm. except for like our little things in like Vietnam and Korea. I don't think we right. really won those, but mm-hmm. other than those, like we've always been on top. 
So in America, we're like, we're the best, so we romanticize it. Mm -hmm. We have not actually, other than 9-11 and Pearl Harbor, we have not actually dealt with boots on the ground. Mm. And if we actually had to deal with boots on the ground in our country, I think we would feel very different towards a war. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Especially that's in the fair. media. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's taking me back to my uh, Slaughterhouse 5, you know, reading uh, Vonnegut. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all ever, you, you probably read it, you know. Yeah. Just, you know, young men are sold the idea of war and being a hero and all that. Like, no, it literally just destroys you. Like, there's nothing romantic about war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, we had a, I had a vet in my office the other day, and he has, um, so my, my coworker thought it was a joke because she's young mm -hmm. and she didn't understand, but this vet had a patch on his head, on his hat, on his okay. vet hat that said, mm -hmm. um, this vet is medicated for your protection, like, to warn you. Mm -hmm. well, because he has such bad... PSTD or whatever, PSD. right? PTSD, PTSD. Or whatever mm -hmm. he had, um, and she's like, "Oh, I thought he might have been." That was just like a joking patch. I'm like, "Oh no, no, no there are real. pets who actually wear those. It's very, very real." Mm -hmm. um, and you can just tell by his demeanor and how he talked to me mm -hmm. um, that there was there was a lot more anger and and things underneath that. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. um, I had to watch my, I, I I watched my words just because I didn't want to trigger him. Sure. On anything because we were having a bad convert, we were having a hard conversation about premium and and different mm -hmm. things that doesn't make old people happy because right. yeah anyways um mm -hmm. but yeah it's it, it destroys you like my grandpa he never talked a like he didn't talk about his experience in world war ii until maybe three years before he passed and even mm -hmm. then it wasn't even much it was right. very little of what he gave me like he just never talked about it That's, um, yeah and he wasn't even fighting he was driving a bulldozer but he was mm -hmm. like pushing bodies off of the road so yeah. we could get through right so it's war is war is hard and war is war is not something to to fan it or to romanticize and mm -hmm. i'm glad that we have these episodes that are showing that because star wars did romanticize it a little bit yeah. um, a little bit yeah a little bit but it's a fantasy the the problem is is those fantasy novels the ones that aren't real it's easy to romanticize that when right. it's not real right. exactly sorry yeah. that was my little rant yeah. I'll be quiet. No, you're right. I mean, it's, it, it gives a lot to chew on with, you know, uh -huh. how we approach these stories. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyway, uh, back on track. Um, so uh, what I was saying about not knowing who to like, the fact that at one point I was actually rooting for uh, Mira, like the whatever, I forget what her first name was. Um, the ISB, the blonde. Deidre. Deidre. Oh, yeah. Deidre, uh -huh. Deidre Mira, whatever. Um yeah, the fact that I was like rooting for her at one point, like when she was in the office and, you know, she had like the one guy who was like really screwing her over. And I was like, yeah, you know, she's kind of getting a raw into the deal. She's just trying to do her job. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. you go, girl, you know, do your thing, whatever. And then halfway through, I realized, wait, her getting her way means victory for the empire. That's mm -hmm. not a good thing. That's a and then she does get like she does get her way. And it's like, all right, she fought that battle. She won. She's getting in good with her boss. Wait a minute no that doesn't help anybody no, i just root for the bad guy why did bad. you root for the bad guy well, bad, news. In that bad news as soon as you walked on that screen well we've all been in that situation where we're in an office and we're trying to do the right thing we're trying to do our job more efficiently and we're just getting like screwed mm -hmm. over by you know other co-workers with egos or you know bosses that don't appreciate us or mm -hmm. whatever and we're just trying to do our, you know we're trying to do the best we can but, so like in that sense i kind of connected with that i guess but we are not the empire well, yeah, yeah, I obviously remembered that halfway through. Yeah, but again, I, I get it. You know, I was mad for her. I get what you're saying. I was mad for you. her too. 
I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm, you the, all, I'm in the minority then. I was yeah. like, you all really suck because you're for the Empire, but come on now. This lady, come on, let her do her thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, for her job, she did a really good job to do the job she was supposed to do in the mm-hmm. Empire. But again, it's the Empire. Right. She shouldn't have liked any of them at first. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just me. Life is complicated, Ashley. Life is complicated. Well, I still live in the little, I still live in the romanticized world of good versus evil. Fair evil enough. is evil and stay away from it. Mm. Fair enough. Okay. Um, I'm still a bit torn up. What was the, what was the, the first guy's name? Cyril? Cyril? Cyril. He's in all the episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, Well, I, I say first guy because mm-hmm. when I first met him, I did kind of like him because I was like, okay, he's in this job. He's noble. He's believes in the cause. He's not really a tyrant yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he just, he wants, he's, he's, he's a purist. He believes in the empire. He believes in what Mm -hmm. they're doing. And he's living in a world where most people just don't give a crap about their jobs. You know, they're just trying to get through the day. So it's like, okay, he takes his job a little more seriously. He's trying, you know, whatever. And then again, you see how he treats the people beneath him. And it's like, oh no, no, you're not Mm -hmm. a very good guy at all. And then we meet him with his mom and you're like, okay, you have reasons for being a bad guy, but you're not really a bad guy. You're just really, you got a lot of issues. So I, I, there was a moment with him where I'm like, oh, when when he lost his job and everything happened, right, I'm like, yeah. well, I wonder if there is, I wonder if this might be like a weird turning point where, where like maybe he ends up joining the rebellion. See, that's but what I was thinking too. Go- yeah, but then they did it. They stuck mm-hmm. to their guns and made him worse. I'm like, yeah. oh yes. no, he is supposed to be <laughs> worse and worse yeah. and worse. Worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is which is refreshing because we see a lot of like, hey, I worked for one side now i'm switching there's a lot of side yeah. switching so it's interesting exactly. seeing something new where they just no we're just going to keep digging into the you know yeah and he's digging just, into that hole yeah he Terrible. dug his heels in mm-hmm. like a right. dog yeah he needs some was, therapy for it sure it was creepy because that last time he sees deidre he mm. saves her and mm. the way he looks at her i'm like are you like oh i think they deserve <gasps> each other they deserve each other no She's she needs worst. to stay away from him well are is she oh spoilers people spoilers 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 is she dead? No, she's alive. No, he saved her. Yeah. Remember, because she was getting trampled she got on. Trampled. Yeah, and then he pulled, yeah, he okay. pulled her out. In my he brain, she got trampled after that. Face to face with her. Yeah. I forgot. In yeah. my brain, yeah. I switched them. I thought he saved her, and then she tried to get away, and then she got trampled. No, she yeah. should have tried to get away. I from really him. need to rewatch this. Yeah, I mean, she's a complete sadist, though. Like, there's nothing really oh, about her. She needs either. to. She needs I like her. Yeah. I like her. <laughs> I don't like him. He can just. I was gonna well, say word I can't say her... on here, but yeah. Yeah, she did a switch. She did like a switch, a, a, a light switch. Like she acted all like professional, mm-hmm. and we know she's not good because she's a part of the empire. But she mm-hmm. didn't look evil. And then when they went and caught Bix and caught um, her partner, I can't remember his name. It started with a P. Um, mm-hmm. And then how she talked to her, and just mm-hmm. you can see the switch in her facial expression. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I remember seeing it, and I oh, kind of yes, went, yes. "Oh, she's made a turn." Mm-hmm. Okay, like I, what I put, I put something about that. What I say, I felt like I was watching Tarkin or a Sith. Yeah, accurate. Yeah, accurate. Mm-hmm. Like just she that felt very Tarkin. That smug little just. You know, yes, there's that, 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 little, that smug little grimace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And she was having, she's had a little too much fun. So. Fair. But uh, anyway. Um, 
Uh, okay, so the um, some okay, so continuing on into the second half of the show, mm-hmm. uh, never once did I expect Cassian to go to prison, like at all. That, that was, was out messed of up. Nowhere. Like it literally was one of those like, what the heck just happened? How did he just out of nowhere end up there for like an unrelated anything? Mm-hmm. It actually made sense in my brain. Oh really? How how, yeah. how so? I don't know, but just the fact because Cassian is very at the very beginning of this show, he's very anti rebellion, anti anything. He's just yeah. like, I just want money. I just want to take care of my mom. I want to get out of here. Mm-hmm. He needed something. I didn't know what it was going to be, but he needed something to really change, start to change his mind on oh, what's yeah. going on. I can okay. see that. Mm-hmm. And prison, being imprisoned by the Empire themselves and seeing how that it, like mm-hmm. how their thing for that, I feel like helped start to turn his brain and just to, to help kind of start that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and I didn't expect him to go to prison, but I expected him to have some sort of issue with the Empire like big like that and mm-hmm. when they were sending him to prison on no charges which made mm-hmm. which i understood why the empire was doing it he wanted to get his death star built right. um yep uh it, it it's like i i it makes sense it makes sense and i love seeing um um andy in there andy! Uh, yeah anytime andy show, shows up oh anytime he goodness. shows up it's a good time as soon as i saw him i was like yes perfect so happy um uh and um what else so the prison sequence itself like it's 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 interesting because at first glance it's super sterile there's not a whole lot of enforcement and you think well this you know you get to you have a job every day so you're never bored like Mm -hmm. it's it's this might not actually be so bad and then you realize just the spirit breaking monotony of it. Mm-hmm. You're doing the exact same thing every day, like no enjoyment of it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you if you don't do it on time, then you get like just tortured by the floor, you know, like there's nowhere you can stand where you're safe. Mm-hmm. Like it's really one of those, like, it's, it's not just a breaking down of your physicality, but like the breaking of your will and your spirit. Like that's mm-hmm. the scary thing about any kind of evil empire. It's like the breaking of wills and the breaking of spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, f- I, I felt that. Like I felt mm-hmm. that during mm-hmm. this, uh, during that whole sequence. Mm-hmm. So just the sheer hopelessness of it. Very, very 1984-ish. Yeah. Well, and the sheer fact that because the empire is so big and the presence are so big, mm-hmm. to be, to say that someone is going free, but then all they do is move them to a different prison mm-hmm. or a yep. different floor mm-hmm. that they really shouldn't have any contact with but they figured out a way to do it which i, I loved that, that. Was sign language mm-hmm. yeah um it's just it 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 shows the ruthlessness and, mm-hmm. and the yep, hatred, yep. like and the fact that they killed the whole floor because yeah. they knew about it because they like, found out mm-hmm. yep they don't and care it, it just oh and andy's, like andy's art even though it was so small andy's art I hated how oh, Andy's arc ended. Oh my god, that makes I'm like, so why upset. couldn't why couldn't Andor have just like mm-hmm. said, "Come with mm-hmm. me, I will like, I'll carry you through." Yeah, and it just made me so sad because no. part of me is like, he's literally going to die there. Mm-hmm. Yep. They sure. are going to get him and they are going to kill him. Mm-hmm. He is going to be fried. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Very. Uh, that that was hard. That was hard for sure. Um. 
Uh, this is funny. I love how the uh, the big, scary, dark, like, mm -hmm. voice that was just, just, you know, sort of giving orders mm -hmm. and, like, you know, that deep whatever. It's just mm -hmm. some nerdy guy behind a desk who's, like, just the most the least intimidating person at all. Yes. Since <laughs> so he sees a gun, he's like, okay, 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 I'm good, I'm good. It's like, oh, right. man. Oh, yeah. what a loser. Yeah. Right. You got to love the, I mean, as ruthless as the Empire is, a lot of it's smoke and mirrors, too. You know, it smoke really and mirrors is. with too much power. Yes. Yeah, take that yeah. power away. It's just mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. I, I probably, there's probably a, so much more that I have to say, but I couldn't put it all into like my notes. Um, what else? Oh, I didn't even. There's one. I didn't actually realize that Mon Mothma was Mon Mothma until they said Mon Mothma. Well, I didn't know that either. So, like, I knew I it was know. like I, I was like, okay, this is a really important senator. I was like, I feel like I should know her. They're framing it like that, and it's like, oh, Mon Mothma. I was like. Oh, she looks, okay. literally looks like her. <laughs> I was like, well, Oops. it's it. She, well, the same I know actress her... who played her in Rogue One, so I knew who it was. As but see, I forgot. Then it came back to me, and I was like, oh, she was in the other movie. <laughs> I, I know her by her signature, like short haircut. So that's how I identify her. The fact that she didn't have that, I was like, I, my brain could not make that mm -hmm. connection. Mm -hmm. I just yeah. knew the act. Like I, I recognized her face from Rogue One. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. That's mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is interesting to see kind of her mm -hmm. turn as well. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to see her family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What the mask that she has to put on. Her mm -hmm. husband's an idiot. Oh, yeah. I wanted to smack him. Yeah. yeah. And her daughter was so entitled. I'm like, both she of you, was. just go away. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. She got kind of ruthless. She, uh, you know, she played the uh, framed her own husband. Who, yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She got. Uh... She was... <laughs> I'm just like, I know what she's doing. This is amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's all I can think of. Like right off the top of my head, that's all I mm -hmm. put down. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty more that I could say, but I'll uh, kind of step back at this time. But all in all, it was pretty pretty incredible, pretty incredible. And I'm excited to see what the, what the next season ends up doing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was going to be only two seasons, but I'm not surprised because, no. I mean, we, we all know how the story ends. Like, we all know yeah. what happens. So it's like, that's what makes it so great. It's like, it's not so much about the story, how we get, it's, it's not the fact that where we're going, it's showing the process of how we get there mm -hmm. and how rebellions actually start. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. what, it, what is a rebellion? What is an empire? You know, mm -hmm. what is that? What makes it good? What makes it bad? Why do people do this? What is freedom? You know, what is the price of freedom that far too many people tend to take for granted, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of nice to see something. It's kind of nice for us to be able to see the background, because if we just go off the originals, mm -hmm. the originals make it sound like what happened at Death Star was the start of the rebellion or, right. or mm -hmm. like we don't we don't have the context of. Luke and Leia and Han are not the ones who started this. No. They're just literally in the middle and in the end. Or literally. they're there at the end of it. Well, yeah. Leia's in the whole thing. But Luke and Han are the end of the mm -hmm. rebellion. Um, not uh not in the middle or even the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um and we mm -hmm. don't I don't remember when Leia comes in. Do we have any shows that show the context of Leia? Not that I'm aware of. I was going to say, I don't... Rebels. Rebels. Yeah, I guess Rebels. Rebels. Oh. So we see her starting in Rebels. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, I know there's a spot. I know right. there is. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I love your line. I don't know. Did you say the, the line with the complexity? Probably. 
Okay. I just love how you worded that. The complexity of what a rebellion actually is, how it starts, how it's organized. Mm-hmm. Some of the best Star Wars storytelling you've ever seen in a long time, and I yeah. agree. I, 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 oh, that, that's what I was going to say. I feel like this is kind of what they tried to do when they made The Last Jedi. Like, I feel like that's what they wanted to do in terms of, like, showing the complexity of it. And you can't do that yes. two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. You know, but with a 12-episode series. Mm-hmm. episode series, you can do that and make it work a lot better. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Sammy, what you got? Okie dokes. So, we already said this. It's thematically beautiful. It's a great adventure. Every episode was just insane visually to look at and I didn't know your trivia before this so it makes more sense now because they were physically there physically built this stuff which makes it so much better like we Mm -hmm. said and then kind of like Dan just kind of did all this you know with the underground movement seeing what it's really like when a rebellion is building I thought that was very very interesting we're seeing the everyday people involved and it's terrible it's hard for everybody and there's a lot of death and loss and yeah I just I love that but it was very very heavy and mm-hmm. sad to watch. Oh boy. So the beginning, I agree that it was kind of slow and I know I missed things because to be fair, I told you off air that I did not look and see that this was 12 episodes. I Dan it specifically, you mentioned they're longer episodes, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's like Mandalorian, whatever. I'll just pop it on. And then when I did it, I was like, oh, shoot, I only have a couple Mm. days to get all this in. So (laughs) I had to do other things while I was watching it. So the first couple episodes, I know I missed stuff and I was trying to Mm -hmm. focus, but I had other things I was working on during that time. So I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, but by the time I hit like the fourth episode, I was like, all right, when I turn this on, I'm going to really just try and focus because I know I'm missing things Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. 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 So but definitely by the time we got to the prison ship, I was just like, oof. Okay, I'm def I'm in like invested in what's going yeah. on with this. I can't look away because yeah. that was my favorite sequence, even though it was awful. Mm-hmm. But I just mm-hmm. loved it. Like you said, the visual, like the you said it was sterile. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that whole vibe of it. And then at the beginning mm-hmm. when they're like, Oh, take off your shoes and you're kinda like, That's different. And then they do that torture. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Oh, Oh, but yeah, it just shows because they didn't have enough guards. So it all was just intimidation. Like you said, smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. It wasn't real. They just scared all of these people into thinking they had the power when they didn't. And I love seeing that Mm -hmm. uprising when they finally took over. Mm -hmm. But it was literally like a like a prison, like war camp. It just was very much like Nazi. This whole thing very much had the Nazi World War II Holocaust I agree. Between the empire and the citizens, and then especially when we got to this prison ship, you know, they're just making things, they're being forced laborers, barely being fed, but just enough so that they can continue to work. Mm -hmm. And the only way you get out is you die. Yep. That is that. And then, oh, that was just, whew. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a lot. Um, But as we said, seeing Andy in there, um, his character was like, what, Kino? I think, I, yeah, Kino. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. First of all, I loved him and how freaking scary he was at the beginning. That was great. Mm-hmm. Very intimidating. Loved it. But it was so sad watching him yeah, come around when he thinks he's almost out. And then Andor is finally just like, no, nobody's listening to us. They do not care about us. That's how little mm-hmm. they care about mm-hmm. us. They're not spying on us. They don't think we're going to do anything about it. And that realization when they're talking to the doctor and he's just like, no, this is why they killed them because, you know, someone figured out that they left one floor and went to another. Mm-hmm. And just that look on his face when he's just like, there is no hope. 
unless we do something. Mm-hmm. Oh, just that that buildup was so great. And he was in such a short amount of episodes and oh, so impactful as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loved it. But I agree, Ashley. I was sad at the end when he's like, oh, I can't swim. And I was like, I know. Wait, so you you can't leave? And then Andor got shoved off and I was just like, no. Yeah. I was so sad. Yeah. I would well, love if he would pop up next season. He somehow like made it out, but it's not realistic. And I understand. It's yeah. not. It makes me very sad. So something I just thought of that I need to interrupt and and, and oh go for it as we go through this. Mm-hmm. One thing. I, so something I I'm, I'm realizing is there was no hope in this rebellion until Rogue One happened. They were losing hope. Hmm. Mm. I mean, look at this. Look at this show. It is devoid of hope. It really is. Yeah. It is beyond devoid of hope. Mm-hmm. No one knows how we're going to beat this. They're fighting amongst themselves. Mon can't trust Luthen. Luthen's doing things he can't. He shouldn't be doing. Saw Saw uh, Guerrera. 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 Thank you. Is in this, and he's fi- like none of them are agreeing. There's mm-hmm. no unity. That's it's true. All I mean, Bix gets picked up and is tortured. Um, mm-hmm. The team from all um, Aldana is like wiped out except for like two of them mm-hmm. it just it is devoid of hope because mm-hmm. we're literally building up to rogue one mm-hmm. where um shoot what's her name i always do this I the main character right uh jen um, urso jane yeah jen jen, jen and jen and urso finally is like like brings in the hope like finally mm-hmm. says rebellions are built on hope Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the plans to Leia, and then that's when mm-hmm. hope starts. The very last word in the entire movie. The, yes, hope. Mm-hmm. hope. And this show, we're this show's gonna break our hearts. This show's gonna yes. break. Our, this show mm-hmm. broke our hearts this season, and it's gonna break our hearts next season because mm-hmm. we don't have that hope yet. We don't have yeah. a chance mm-hmm. in blank. Mm-hmm. Well, and like you, you were... watch something happy. <laughs> I know that's why I told you I got mad when I turned on that Ahsoka episode, and I was like, "What is this crap? <laughs> like, where's... I know. what? This I is know. a cartoon, okay?" <sighs> but, but like you were just saying, and this is something I noticed too. Like we talked about Saw and Luthen, and everybody's just off doing their own thing, but they're all trying to rebel, but they can't get on the same page. But that's what happened at the prison, you know. Like you said, Cassian, I do agree. He needed something to trigger him. And of course, when he got arrested, when he got put in the prison, I was like, oh, what's he going to do? Because he's going to do something. Of course. Yeah. But that was the one of the big things was we can overtake them. We are more than they are. We have the power. We just have to use it. And that was one of the first things. And I think that is a big builder on Andor and how he proceeds forward was this this he needed to go to prison, like you said, to do it because he can see we can rise up if we work together and we can overpower them. And I think at the end of the day, Kino, like, you know, he was reluctant to do the announcement and bring everybody together. You know, Andrew had to keep telling him, like, you need to do it. You need to do it. And he was kind of struggling at first. I do think it's very sad the way he he ended. But at the end of the day, he did something that was bigger than himself because he said, you all need to be prepared to die. You know, I'm prepared to lose my life. And he did something. He got those people out. He stood up and, you know, Mm -hmm. he can die knowing that he did that. So that's something at least positive you can look at as sad as it was. Yeah. That is something positive that came out of that, you know. 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, what else? Oh, I said I loved your dress. I <laughs> said that more. She's terrible. I love it. It's great. I love to see it. You know, she is really awful, though. Mm-hmm. She's horrible. Truly awful. But I, I, just, I love some of those characters. So bring her back. Yeah. More. I'm, I'm sure she will eventually die and that's fine but yeah sadists are fun they, they can be fun characters mm-hmm. yeah she's entertaining to watch mm-hmm. as much as I hate her yeah Luthen so he's a very interesting character mm. but I love that speech he gave you know mm. like what have you given up for mm-hmm. for the rebellion and he's just like everything yeah and it just really mm-hmm emphasized his character and really brought him more to life you know i've given up a chance at inner peace i've made my mind a sunless space i share my dreams with ghosts and i was just like beautifully said Mm -hmm. just that whole speech was just so powerful and it's like that is the true rebellion like you you're alone you're together but you're alone and Mm -hmm. if someone dies you got to keep it moving it just is what it is you find the next spot to go to the next thing to take care of to move this along yeah at the end of the day, uh, it's never about you. No, so it's, it's about in, the cause. Yeah. 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 In many ways, you are expendable. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. He knew that. And that's why if he had to kill someone, he had to kill someone. And that's just the way it is. It is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Got to keep it moving. Oh, and our emo. <laughs> our emo droid. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Heartbreaking. He made me like, so sad and the way his little his little head would go down and I was just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, oh, and just the way I can't go with you. I'm not going. And I was just like, just take him. Oh my goodness. He's a child. He's a little child. Yes. Take care. Right. Oh. oh, it was just so sad. I loved him. I loved him. That's it. I just, I lo- oh, and when he got knocked over. You know, yeah, I was just like, oh, now it's on. Now, now it's on. You knocked the droid over. Uh-uh. Right. <laughs> now, now they're coming to get you. Okay, you can't. You cannot do that. I was ticked. Oh, I was. I was like, oh, Ashley's gonna be mad. I'm not a fighter, <laughs> but I will fight you. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. Blaster in his head. <sighs> yeah. And then last thing, the Ferrix funeral burial custom, where they cremate you and create a brick for the building. Mm-hmm just so beautiful yeah that is and symbolic and oh my goodness and it explains the way that their buildings look because they're made out of their people Mm -hmm. that's just morbid but really cool it is morbid (laughs) but it's just so beautiful the way they keep building the city and they're literally part of the city and the culture oh i loved that yeah you know it was sad that she died but oh what a way to end you know and then the speech like you said which was just insane so moving amazing i mean she Mm -hmm. hit a chord because that 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 commander or whatever he was it hit his chord enough where he he like Mm -hmm. like shoot there's a rebellion about to start i need to stop this but really him stopping it started it it made it so much worse yeah Mm -hmm. it's like you just covered up a daughter of ferrix you just kicked down her most beloved droid Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm it's on yeah exactly good job bro you just yeah. like ignited the fire you did this <laughs> yes yeah mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, yeah oh, this, this was just whew, it was a lot that's <laughs> 12 episodes so much uh, you know it's really crazy there's stuff in my notes that we haven't even talked about yet i'm sure there is nice. because there was a lot of stuff in these episodes oh boy anything else to me before i start mine no i think i have 
Okay. Thanks. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Um, we've already said it. Dark, heavy, very similar vibe to like Rogue One leaning up to like where we get to the hope part. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I miss K2SO. It was weird not having K2SO with Cassian. Mm -hmm. Like, because we Rogue One, I'm used to it. So I'm really excited to see him um come up for season two. Um, I think when I wrote my notes, I didn't realize he was in season two yet. Mm -hmm. Um but I, I was, like, really hopeful at that point when there was a K2SO that showed up and, like, hung him. He's like, tell him you said watch. Tell him you said watch. I'm like, of course. Of course. Hang here. Hang him here. Hang here or something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, put him up against the wall. Um, so I was really hopeful that maybe that was the moment. But then he had to go to jail and all the things. So I'm like, okay, right. I guess right. not this thing. Um. I'm gonna be honest. I think Tim deserved to, deserved to die. Tim was the girl or the boyfriend of Bix, mm -hmm. and was the one who uh, ratted out Cassian. Mm -hmm. He deserved to. Die. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, guy. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I was pissed. I'm like, or angry, whatever I can use on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I was so ticked. I'm like, mm -hmm. why would you sell him out? You are selling him out because you are jealous. Yeah. you are literally That's jealous. It. And you're mm -hmm. not getting together. They mm -hmm. are doing. There is something else going on. You just need to chill. Mm -hmm. And then because of what he did, now his girlfriend is being tortured. Yep. Mm -hmm. Jealousy is an ugly thing. It is. It is. Um, I, I, we've already said this. I love that it explores the gritty side and the start of the rebellion. You mean the backstabbing in its own ranks on both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just war is not easy on either side. That's I think yep. that's another thing about mm -hmm. that romanticism. We think it's easy on one side and not the other. And no, it's not easy on either side. Nope. Uh, let's see here. I already talked about Deidre. Um, okay. I do want more Bix in next season. I would love to see more Bix. And I actually would like to see more of Mom's cousin, even though she annoyed the crap out of me. Right. Mm -hmm. And she annoyed me with just, how, just her persona of how she talked. Like, it was almost like she was trying to be in charge, but really she's not in charge. And it was, it felt very forced. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the point. She was, mm -hmm. it was supposed to feel forced on her leadership and, mm -hmm. and all the different things. And then this poor girl has this relationship with Cinta and Cinta's all about the revolution. And, mm -hmm. and I can't even remember her name. Um, Mon's cousin is all about like, she still wants to have a relationship and really she's mm -hmm. a spoiled rich kid who's yeah. just, it's all the things that I'm like, you just annoy me right now. So I kind of mm -hmm. want to see more of you to see if I like you or hate you. Cause yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It could, it could go either way. Yeah. It that's really fair. could. Mm -hmm. But I like Bix and I would like to see more of her. Um, mm -hmm. I know we can't have, I have a, I have a bad feeling she's going to die. Just yeah, because she's, she's, she's mm -hmm. too good to survive. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. too good to survive, and again, we he doesn't have a romantic interest in the movie, mm -hmm. and this is literally leaving up to Rogue One, and he's lost a lot, so I'm like, mm -hmm. she's got to die. Yeah. I hate mm -hmm. to say it, but she does. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so there's that. Uh, I already talked about Mon's world. I already talked about Selen. I already talked mm -hmm. about Petunia. Oh, and then every time I saw Andy, all I thought was my precious. <laughs> I just wanted him to say <laughs> I don't know. Every time. Oh, um, and then uh, we already talked about the jail scene, but it was hard. And mm -hmm. it was, there was some inspiration to it because mm -hmm. for him, but it was very real. The whole thing was just very, mm -hmm. very real. Mm -hmm. The pain of a civil war. Cause this is a civil war. The rebellion mm -hmm. is a civil war. It's the yes. universe 
one empire versus the people within its empire. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be that way. But, I mean, thinking about it, if we look at the Star Wars universe, have they ever really had peace, like, to be honest? Because um, <laughs> we had the Clone Wars, and then we have the Empire, and then we have the Rebellion, and then we have the New Republic, plus mm-hmm. the First Order. It's like, it's ongoing war. I mean, when the word war is literally in the title. Yeah. I mean. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I yes. mean, it's not called Star Peace. Star Peace. <laughs> uh, if only. But can we have one where it's just about peace? <laughs> Probably not. Everything is peaceful except for like one enemy instead of like a galaxy full of enemies. Yeah. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy and we shall oh, no. have. Oh no. Speaking of Palpatine. If I hear peace, that's, when, that's where my mind goes. <laughs> speaking of. Uh-huh. Speaking of Palpatine. So, someone made a deep fake TikTok. I'll have to send it to you, Dan. Um, of the ending we should have had at uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was. It was the force ghost of Anakin showing up in front of Palpatine. Oh, nice. And. Mm-hmm. Um, Palpatine saying, no, you are still even dead. You are still mine. He's like, no, I'm still the most powerful Jedi ever, even as a Force mm. ghost. And he tries to do the lightning at him, and he catches it, and sits it back, and it's really, really cool. I'm like, nice. And all the other all the other Jedi are, like, around him, watching him, and he says on, he's like, I will not, he's like, I will never um, go again, or I will stand up for the Republican this time, Republic mm-hmm. this time. And, like, it was so cool. So I, I shared, I, I, either sent it to you sammy or i tagged you in it okay this is probably one i've not watched yet. that was one that i was trying to figure out if you watched yet or not. i have not um, no it was really really cool i will um i'm like yes that would have been a perfect ending because then the other two might have survived or what's his face the grandson great-grandson ben, ben mm-hmm. might have survived mm. <laughs> but yeah i feel drained <laughs> Yeah, that was the a lot. heavy thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot. Okay. Well, that wraps uh, this Star Wars month. Yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you realize what that means next week? It's Harry Potter. Oh. <laughs> yes, we are starting Harry Potter next week. Woo-hoo. Yay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sammy's like, oh no, we got notes. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, time to start. Time um, to start all my notes. Mm-hmm. I gotta find so, where I can watch these movies because I don't think I have a streaming for a service where they're on. HBO. Is it HBO? HBO okay. Max. It's back. I don't know why. It was gone for like two seconds and now it's back. They're weird. Yeah. Because originally it went to, where was it? Paramount? Peacock. Peacock. Peacock now it's back yeah. on HBO Max. Yeah. Don't know why, but it is. Yeah. Make up um, your mind. I, I agree. No. Uh, so next week we are going to jump into J.K. Rowling's history. We're mm-hmm. gonna see where she came from, how she got to Harry Potter, all the obstacles she had in the in the way of of getting to where she is now today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We will not be talking about our controversy, people. So just leave us alone. Mm. Um, uh huh. Am I wrong? No, I don't okay. plan to put that in the notes. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. And then um, we, so we'll do J.K. Rowling's history first, and then we're going to actually 
uh, take the time to create our own wizarding world. And what I mean by that is Sammy, Dan, and I are going to go through what house we would be in, our Patronuses, our wands, all the different things that we are... I'm so excited um, to do this one. I think it's going to be a really fun episode of like our own wizarding world. I don't know what else we're going to do with it, but at least the basics of of mm -hmm. our stuff. Uh, so that'll that'll be fun, and then we'll jump into the books and the movies at the same time. So sweet. Y'all are going to be yep. the ones to deal with the books because I can't reread all that in like a few. Weeks. That's okay. That's Ashley's <laughs> main job. I will be yeah, doing the movies. I'm, I'm doing really poorly at it because I'm yeah. still in the second book. That's why I'm doing the audiobooks so I can get through. Well, and what I might do is I might bring some with me on the trip and just read on the plane. That's oh yeah, that's that's the best time on the plane. So I'll just yeah, mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my I'm taking I'm bringing my switch. I'll just give my switch to Brett so he has something to do. There you and go. Then I'm I will be quiet. <laughs> I'm going to read. Yeah. <laughs> no talking. Okay. Um. So yeah, well. We'll be jumping into that soon, so that's mm -hmm. very exciting. Uh, so we are literally jumping off of Disney for a while, which is yeah, crazy taking of. a break. So mm -hmm. it will be fun. So see you next yeah. week, Pixie Dusters. I hope you have a great rest of your May and have a safe Memorial Day weekend. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. Bye. So long. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.